0: Physical medium is no longer the coin of the realm. Mm, yeah. Um. Some some people like them because it's like a it's more of a collector's item than anything yeah. else. It's like if I sign it, then it's like, okay, well that's cool. I own that now. Yeah, I'll put that on the show. <laughs> so I can prove that I met this dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I can prove that I met this dude. That's that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, what are we doing? Are we doing a show? Do you guys need to do an intro? Um.
1: Yeah. We can. We usually just start with introducing ourselves. So I'll say. My name, his name, and then if you want to say hi, I'm Mike, and then we can just...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
1: Hi, I'm Rachel.
0: And I'm Matt. And I'm Mike Kuchak.
1: (laughs) Welcome to the Strange and Beautiful Book Club. That's our intro, so it's really easy. And then we can just wow. talk.
0: Okay. So
1: uh, we watched From the Shadows today and Death Metal. So wow. <laughs> so you've
0: got a, a it's like, double barrel all. load. Yeah, so you've got a double barrel load of my subconscious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> so, for which I apologize. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it was fun. Yeah, we watched From the Shadows first, because I know you'd mentioned talking about that one. And I think that one's newer. It's from this year, correct?
0: It just came out uh, as in we did the red carpet like two weeks ago. And um, oh, okay. it was in uh, five cities. It was a five theater, uh, five city, I should say, uh, select theatrical run uh, for a week. And then it it's now exclusively on Voodoo uh it's VMD oh, okay. for the moment and um uh in about 30 days or so i think it'll go to streaming but you know that, that's that's still a thing to be seen so in the meanwhile I, uh, not to discourage anybody from you know renting and buying the film off of voodoo because please do please do yeah
1: <laughs> please support <laughs> like, independent please give me a royalty check please <laughs>
0: yeah well, I'm, you know it's mo- mostly for our investors it's like we we want to make sure that they see return on investment so it's like uh yeah you know at, at this stage it's like please rent it please buy it please watch the movie that we made uh, yeah and support independent horror filmmaking i guess so
1: Okay, uh, how do you usually go about getting investors for a movie?
0: Oh boy, is that a long story and uh, completely <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, that's... It, yeah, it, it's it's completely it's I I, I every situation is unique uh, and in the case of Death Metal, uh, that's self financed for the most part. Although a little story, I um I sunk every penny that I had in the world into making Death Metal, and I. Uh, got into post and i cut together a version of it ran it through the whole soup to nuts of post-production you know color sound mixing xyz i had a project that was releasable technically i mean in terms of like qc but i watched it again and i watched it with my producing partners and i showed it to some other people and i'm like no this is it's not good <laughs> Uh, because I, it, I very clearly, I rushed the edit, I uh, mm-hmm. I was exhausted and semi-drunk and I knocked it together in a hotel room in a Laquita Inn in Macedonia, Ohio, because I was, you know, at, at that stage I was like, I was running out of money and I'm like, I have to get this movie out like right now, right now. So I slapped through yeah, the entire thing and, and yeah. And here's the thing, man, it was like, I uh, it was one of the toughest decisions of my life because I realized that like I, I could get this out and potentially see return and thereby have money. Uh and I but I also realized that like if I put out this version and my name is on that as a director writer XYZ, I'm gonna strangle my career in the cradle. I'll never have another one right. again because it's like too obviously like super rushed through. So very tough decision, but i just like, I i didn't know where the money was going to come from to redo it, but I, I was just like, I, I have to redo it. So, um, for a couple of years, I was just beating the bushes and out in the wilderness and in the meanwhile, cutting and recutting and recutting and recutting and recutting. So eventually it became, ironically enough, the movie that I set out to make, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And, um. Uh, Instead of like the rushed, half-assed, like, eh, just get out there. It was actually the movie that I kind of had in my head when I went into production. So um, eventually, uh, one of my producing partners, Michael Alden, he connected me with uh, a friend of his, uh, Elisvieta Solka, who is the lead person of a production company called Periloop, And um, she had had a son who had passed away, and he was in a death metal band, and she offered me a deal. Like, I will finance post-production of your film and finish it. And in exchange, you put in my son's music and put in a little memorial at the end of it. So you see all at the right. very end of the movie, you know, this is dedicated in the memory of Adam Bratcher. And uh, it took some shoving around in terms of the soundtrack because I had all these songs. And uh, now I'm, like, <laughs> I'm still technically not done with the movie because I still need to redo... <laughs> The ending credits, because mm-hmm. um, I was in I, again. Not to sidetrack, but uh, I I did the work at a studio called Buttons in Manhattan, and I was there for three months. And uh, I was like, I, you know, after having gone through the experience of you know the the, the first go around with post production, I was just like, I am not leaving until this thing is one hundred percent done in every way, shape, and form, right? And that, I, I, I had to violate that own self-promise because we had another project that seemed like it was going to go like any second. And it was like, Mike, get your ass back to L.A. We're, we, we have to pack your bags. We're going to go to you know the next one. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, I promise I wouldn't leave until the movie was 100% done and we're still working on the ending credits and some of the effects stuff. But I know, okay, i got to put my producer hat on and run out the door. So that's exactly what I did. And, uh, I got to LA and, uh, you know, week goes by another week goes by another week goes by and <laughs> it turns out that part of our financing wasn't actually there like we thought. Mm. So basically I left the, uh, post-production of death metal on a spurious claim, I guess. And, uh, mm. for that reason, like the, yeah, you know, and this, you know, believe me, I'm not, this isn't me throwing the post team under the bus. It's me saying that, like, I, I fucked up. I wasn't there to stand in the studio and point at the screen. So, like, there's, like, typos in the uh, the ending credits. And I wanted to take all the songs that are on, from all the bands that are on the soundtrack and, like, give them, like, a good, a nice montage that can showcase, like, all their songs. Because, you know, in the actual movie, I'd, like, kind of shove them off to, like, one little sequence so I can right. make room for Adam Bratcher's songs so anyway that's the story of post-production of death metal <laughs> 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 this is the Hollywood glamour <laughs>
1: it sounds appropriately oh, yeah. complicated <laughs> so, yes what inspired it... you to make the movie in the first place
0: Just... well um, I was looking for a, a project to direct and I had a, a piece of money of my own I um, and uh, I was like, basically, so I was looking for an opportunity to take that money and convert it into a horror movie that I was going to direct. And one of my um, uh, producing partners, Ian Holt, uh, he ran into a dude named Dan Gutschmidt schmidt And uh, he mentioned, he was just like, yeah, I, you know, my partner, Mike, he's looking to make a horror movie. Dan was like, well, I own a recording studio and I own a farm. Is that of interest? Can we, can we make a <laughs> movie out of those two? And um, I mean, see here's the thing that uh, a lot of people don't understand, uh, especially about when it comes to independent filmmaking is you start with a location because I mean, otherwise locations are very expensive, you know, but I mean, it, it, that, it, that's why like a lot of movies are like people running out, around in the woods, you know, I mean, or it's like, oh, shit, we got this house or we got have this cool place. Let's shoot a movie there because we've got it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. so it's like so I flew out. And I took a look at the farm, I took a look at the recording studio, and uh, I came back to L.A. and I knocked out the script and then I went back and made the movie. So um, it was the intention of coming to L.A. in the first place years and years ago was to become a guy who makes horror movies as a writer-director. Uh, I hesitate to use the term author because I left <laughs> that behind it. <laughs> uh, when I graduated film school, I, I, I had to turn that word in at the door, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, the entire time that I was in LA working in the trenches, slugging it out, looking for opportunities, the, the end goal was making horror movies. So, uh, when I had the opportunity, I made a horror movie and then the, here's the grand irony of my life is, uh, you know, the situation, the post-production of death metal, took so long that I, my partners and I went ahead and made an entirely different movie during that <laughs> process. <laughs> In the meantime. <laughs> yeah. Being from the shadows. So I went from zero horror movies to two horror movies coming out almost back to back. Almost right on top of each other. And it was funny that um, I was doing very similar steps of post-production with both. Like I was doing... Uh, post-production sound mixing in New York and then I came back to LA and then I like 30 days later I was sitting in a studio with Cecilia Hall and and uh, Alan Howarth doing post-production you know the, the exact same work in a just different studio different movie same hat so um, you know no, no complaints don't get me wrong I mean, but it is funny how you know the, the gods of Hollywood have a sense of humor sometimes so yeah <laughs> that's art <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, I mean in terms of specifically death metal uh, my two great loves in life are horror and death metal so I metal generally but I, I, I really like death metal too so um, and like weirdly enough the title was just sitting there I mean, in terms of a feature um, so I'm like aha I will write <laughs> I will be the guy who makes the death metal featured film horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am every just the guy we, that we
2: talk I'm, about like very generically named movies.
0: Yeah. And, and it's I surprising am just that not,
2: death metal wasn't taken.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's a short out there. And like every once in a while people will be like, is this the short? I'm like, no, it's got nothing to do with the short. Um, <laughs> I, I watched the short. It was fine. But, uh, the short and you, uh, uh, takes the same direction. It's pretty much, see, here's the thing is I, I did not set out to start my directing career, my feature directing career, making a heavy metal horror movie. I, and as much as I enjoy heavy metal horror movies, as a sub-sub-sub-genre of, uh, of film, 100% of heavy metal horror movies are horror comedies. They always go in the direction of camp. They make fun of the music and the trappings and the da-da-da-da-da. And we have an element of that in death metal, but this one is also... This... this Film is unique in the sub-sub genre in that I'm primarily trying to scare the audience. I I have funny stuff. I have lighter moments. I do make fun of the trappings of metal and being in a band and XYZ, but that isn't the core goal. I don't, you know, I never go in the direction of like, dude, you chopped off your head with a chainsaw, bro. What? (laughs) You know, it's like it's the goal is the OG Evil Dead is... Uh, the the bullseye you know and same deal uh, like the original Evil Dead lighter moments funny moments da, da 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 but it when it goes it goes it's scary it's a scary movie it's yeah. a gross weird scary mm-hmm. nightmarish movie a grueling uh, experience in terror so that was the the goal uh, Evil Dead plus a heavy frosting of Italian horror cinema so I mean, in any with uh, Argento, but primarily Fulci. Um, you know they'll, they'll probably pick up on wh- what I'm stealing. <laughs> 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 like I mean, even the setup is, is um, influenced by uh, there, there's a old uh, Italian horror movie called the uh, Paganini horror that was written and starring uh, Daria uh, uh, Nicolotti. And um, but yeah, it's like I mean, if you watch the movie and you're familiar with this kind, this type of film, like you know, I'm doing like a punch zoom on maggots. You know, it's like, I mean, that's that's like straight out of the Fulci playbook. So it's just like, yeah. I, and, and I wear that influence on my sleeve. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. Because I know no one else, almost no one else is, is drawing on these films. And I, I want to, you know, honor them and also li- lift from their ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's just where I'm coming from. So anyways, that, that's the really long version of, you know, why did you want to make this movie? <laughs> Answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's good, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so things were taking a while with death metal, and yeah, yes. you had time, so you just yes. wrote another movie. Or did you already have the kind of concept written for From the Shadows?
0: Well, uh, that, that's kind of its own alchemical thing. And the short version, as short as it can be, is I had actually written another project called Knife. And uh, it really looked like knife was going to happen, and uh, COVID happened. And uh, even with COVID, like we ch- kept trying to push and wait it out and see. Man, you know, let's get, you know, they're, they're only saying two weeks. La la la. You know, and uh, but I, I mean, eventually it was taking long enough that financing was just like, you know, let's just let this whole thing blow over. We'll circle back. And we were so close on that. I had the taste of the movie in my mouth. I'm just like, oh, mother. <laughs> fucker <laughs> well <Whoa. laughs> what out of frustration it was like well what can we make what l- let's make a movie anyways but what what movie can we make so uh had the general you know, what, what happened was i saw a host have you guys ever seen host yes yeah okay so <laughs> Which one is it's that? shot during covid uh and it's five six people they do a seance over a zoom call and it gets out of control, and, and the demons give them a hard time. And I thought, aha, they made that during COVID. We can make something like that during COVID. That's what we're gonna do. And so the genesis of that was like, well, let's do a version of Host, but or something like that. You know, so you know, Host was demons uh, unfriended as ghosts. You know, so I can't just copy it that directly. But it's like, you know, what, what can I do? I'm like, you yeah, know, what if there's a slasher version of it? And, you know, I started walking backward from that basic idea of a slasher version of Host. So it's like, all right, well, you know, w- what's going on? I mean, the guy's popping up behind these kids with a knife and killing them. All right, well, why are they there? What are they talking about? Why don't they just get up and leave? How is he tracking them down one by one? Da, 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 da. And that's where we started, like, building out the mythology. And it, like, very swiftly went in this kind of Lovecraftian direction. And... Um, while I was still hashing out the idea, um, we connected with Fairleigh Dickinson, uh, which is a uh, liberal arts college in New Jersey, and they presented the idea of like you know if you shoot here, if you use our, our students for like you know some you know crew and you know X Y Z, then you can shoot here, and which was great because they would you know they're in insurance and they've got a big wall around the place, very controllable shooting atmosphere. So. Uh, mm-hmm. We built it around that scenario of, like, uh, it, we shot in this giant house that's on the campus that was donated in, like, the 20s or whatever. I don't, I don't know the history, But it's, like, so, like, each of the kids is, like, actually, they're all in one house. We just dressed each of those rooms to be, to look like a completely different location. And um, in terms of financing, uh, we were able to draw up a lot more financing by attracting a couple of, quote, you know, star names. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know so... Um, we got Keith David interested, but he was hesitant to jump on on a project that was going to be only him as a name, uh, is what I gather. And so, uh, we reached out to Bruce Davison. We got him, he acted, uh, activated Keith. And so we had those two. And then we actually had another actress who was going to play a and, uh, she left, uh, the day before we started shooting. Like, I, 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 yes, I, it, we're talking about That's like rough. stressful, we're talking about stressful work days. Uh, one <laughs> was deciding I had to throw out death metal and start all over. Another one was I got off the plane in Newark and, uh, called my partners. I'm just like, hey, I'm here. I'm at the airport, just letting you know I've gotten in safe there. was like, great. We'll see you when you get here. Oh, by the way, our lead actress left. She got on a plane and left. <laughs> and stuff. <so, laughs> <wait>, what? What? <laughs> So, so, uh, uh, you know, heroically, our director on that one. I I, I directed and wrote Death Metal and edited and produced Uh, Shadows. I'm a screenwriter and um, I'm a producer on it. But I, I didn't direct that one. It was directed by Mike Sargent, produced by my partners, Michael Alden and Holt, and a whole lot of. EPs, including the heroic uh, Saragoski, who um, uh, filled in every, everywhere that he to fill a name. But um, long story short, uh, Mike Sargent, he he's like, okay, I can direct this amount of script without a lead actress. But we had basically 72 hours to find a replacement or, or even a little bit less, because even if we found someone late in the day on day three, they still needed time to get to set on day four. You know, so um, we had two and a half days to replace our lead actress on this movie, and uh, we were down to the wire. The ball was in the air when the buzzer went off, but we finally got uh, Selena and Andews. And I think that I know, all things happen for a reason because I not only does she show up and kill it and save our asses out of the fire of the last second, almost literally, mm-hmm. but she's also you know vastly stronger i think than we had before so you know uh very stressful three days don't get me wrong because if we had if she hadn't showed up we would have shut down and yeah who knows if we would have gotten the band back together we don't know um yeah for all we know we'd be sitting around with just uh three days worth of footage sitting on a hard drive somewhere and a lot of tears in our eyes you know but <laughs> That's the fun of independent filmmaking. It's, it's a long <laughs> way on to the top if you want to rock and roll. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, we I, uh, shot out shadows and we uh, did a lot of pickups uh, for Keith and uh, Bruce. And um, yeah, I mean post production was kind of its own long story. Not quite as long as Death Metal, believe me, but it was still you know it was still kind of a we had to hack it out of the wilderness. As you do with every feature film. Um, and uh, yeah, so now it's, in, in both cases, there's a happy ending to the story. We finished the movie and now it's out and some people like it. So, yeah, I so, <laughs> <We> enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm glad. I, I mean, um, it is a little bit of a, a, you. it's very talky at the top of it. It's very exposition heavy. And we, we try to you know, generate a sense of dread. But, uh, we, you know, of the pushback that we've gotten, like, not everyone likes that. Uh, but other people do. And, uh, you know, in you know, uh, developing the material with Mike Sargent, you know, I was like, hey, man, this is really talky, you know, first acts, la, la, la. He's like, well, it is an interview for one thing. And for another, it's like, you know, let's, let's ramp up the dread by degrees. Let's, you know, by the time mm-hmm. things really kick off. Let's have the audience, like, fully understanding what's going on, fully invested in the characters, dot, 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 dot. And then we'll start killing them. You know, rather <laughs> than rather than the traditional model of, like, uh, here's a jock guy. Oops, he's got an axe in the head. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's cheerleader girl. Guess what? She's got stabbed. Who could have seen that coming? You know, so yeah. it takes a little bit longer for this one to like really kick in, but when it does, you, by the, by that time you're actually telling a story. <laughs> right. right. When, like
2: <laughs> when when you care about the characters, it hits harder.
1: Right.
0: That's the thing. Is like I, I have a little bit of a pet theory that uh, horror works best when uh, you could remove the boogeyman, whatever to ghost even killer, whatever. And you still have a story to tell, and I think that yeah. I mean that that isn't one hundred percent applicable. Like you know, like, you know, but I think it's applicable in a high enough of a percentage of films to bear some water, you know. Uh, and you know, of my favorite movies in this genre or of all time, you know, The Exorcist, The Shining, uh, Candyman. You know, it's a really good one. Um, you know, if you removed the killer, remove the thing. You would still have characters who are in a drama, you know, basically. Yeah. Story to tell. Like, yeah. I mean, if if Jason's mom never shows up in Friday the 13th Part 1, you still have a funny camp comedy. You know, it's like there's still, you know, there's still a movie to be had there. Like, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, I mean, you still have to deliver the goods. Don't get me wrong. The audience is dropping their dollar to get a horror movie. So you have to give them a horror movie. You know, they're buying the cheeseburger because they want a cheeseburger, right? But it's yeah. like, you know... If it's just mayhem, if it's just, you know, if you're not telling a story with characters, then I think ultimately you're going to have something that's a little more uh, hollow and it won't last. Um, Yeah. So, anyway, you know, and perhaps uh, I'm just being a pretentious dude. I've, I'm completely on my own ass. I don't know. <laughs> but but, but, <laughs> but that's fun. how I'm making But that's my thoughts, and that's what I'm going with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we call that blowing your monster load too early. <laughs> sure, yeah. When you, when you come out with the monster too soon, and I don't have time to connect to anybody. And now, every time you bring out the monster, you have to ramp him up to make me more scared. Whereas if you just leave him like you weave it in and then all of a sudden like here's the monster it's like oh okay great now like now i'm scared because i've been waiting to see it for you know 45 minutes
0: yeah so. uh you know the model that's always used is jaws because uh you know that was a happy accident that bruce the shark didn't work so we, we had a you know spielberg had a scare via you know inference and uh but you do want that opening scene where you establish a threat um i i, I guess you could call that scene the statement of intention like yeah. you, uh, the movie audience sits down to watch a movie. You hit him with something. You kill somebody. You do something, and then you let him know. And ironically enough, I didn't write a statement of intention scene in um, in the earlier drafts of uh, uh, Shadows. Um, uh, uh, Mike and Ian, I think, wrote that that o- opening scene where uh, you know Ian's walking along and he's like drunk guy and gets hassled by. You know, the creature. Um, like, I showed up to set there, and I'm like, ooh, who wrote this scene? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, Cooch, we had to start off with a scare. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong, but, you know, here we go. <laughs> but, anyways, there it is. All
1: right. Uh, what is your favorite horror movie?
0: Uh, you know, if you it, had it's to always pick one. Uh, yeah i mean it's it's kind of a split decision between shining and exorcist depending on my mood um i mean those two where i, I mean, it's it's like deciding between master of puppets and rain and blood in terms of like what what's it you know i mean they're both tens you know it's like it's you know <laughs> what are you in the mood for right now i mean yeah you know, it's i don't know but i i have favorites and like, every subgenre and sub subgenre. you know, I mean, in terms of, like, slasher. I mean, obviously, um, uh, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, for me, is kind of the best, uh, followed very, very closely by Halloween and Candyman. Um, and then behind that, like, maybe Friday the 13th part four or six, again, again depending on my... two, four, or six, depending on my mood. You know, and we could go that, you know, demon movies, ghost movies. Like, I, you know, I'll, I'll give you my top ten in every category. Uh, <laughs> you know, like my favorite vampire movie, I, I would have to say, is uh, Fright Night. The original Fright Night. Original Fright Night. Yeah, followed very closely by, like, Coppola's Dracula and, um, you know, just all the other good ones. <laughs> yeah. But I, I have a special place in my heart for Fright Night. You know, I, I could do zombie movies, werewolf movies, la, 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 la. So,
1: yeah, you know,
0: They're all good. A lot of good movies. You know. It's What's like your favorite between... thing
1: about horror? Like, why horror? Just.
0: Um. An excellent question. I've actually had versions of this conversation not long in the past. And, uh, ultimately, uh, horror and comedy are the two most communal, uh, genres i think they're the ones in which you're really going into a dark room filled with people who you don't know and you're all going to have one big reaction and and there's something very communal and, and very human and almost tribal in that sense um whether it's a big laugh or a big scare and um i, I think that i, I run in there is a cathartic element to it um i th- you know, i i hang a lot of a, a I hang around with a lot of horror people in horror situations, horror nerds like myself. And I go to a lot of metal shows and there's a lot of crossover between those two groups. And amongst those two groups, you'll find like you know, the nicest, most chill people on the face of the earth. And you'd be like, well, how, how can that be? You know, if you watch these horrible movies and listen to this ferocious music, and it's like, Oh, because you know, there is a cathartic element to it. And there is again, there's a community to it. Uh, you know, not everyone in the world loves death metal, but when uh, uh, when you walk into a death metal show, you're like, oh, I'm, Im- immediately in a room with 300 of my closest friends because there's the only other 300 psychopaths that like this kind of mo- you know, music. And uh, there is an element of that with um, horror as well. I mean, it's um, ultimately also by exploring darker themes and. Um, and giving the audience a little taste of death, uh, I I think that's uh, life-affirming in a weird way. Uh, You know, uh, one time someone asked me why I liked horror... why people like horror movies. I told them for roughly the same reason that people like roller coasters. You know, we give a little taste of safe death, if that makes sense. uh, Under ordinary circumstances, you you would... And there is... In a way, it is um, the ultimate expression of the power of cinema, because you are the audience knows they're watching a movie. They know they're looking at actors, that the blood is fake, that the things that they're looking at are not real, do not happen. Uh, They're perhaps sitting around with their friends and loved ones, and you're still getting them to be scared, to be frightened. You know, uh, and there's, you know, that's uh, extraordinary to me. It's, a, it's almost like a mind control experiment um, that we can uh, affect a, an emotional, a huge emotional response, perhaps the strongest emotional response that, that any of us have as human beings in a completely antithetical uh, 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 place. And these films, for that reason, have uh, an almost undying, ironically enough, uh, power to them. I for example uh, I, I live in Hollywood like literally Hollywood California and um, there there's the Hollywood forever Cemetery and they show horror movies um, when it's nice which is mostly year because it's California but um, they used to show you know nothing but horror movies now they show uh, mostly normal movies and you know but around Halloween they'll still show horror movies and not long ago I saw the thing and there's a f- Forty some odd years old, this movie, uh, and was by the way the critics hated it. Flop movie, critics hated it. Forty years later, on paper this should be the most forgotten movie ever, right? But I, the, it was show, sold out, sold out show. And when things pop off, the the crowd goes nuts. Everyone's still there's no death of the theatrical experience. There's no death of. Horror as a genre, people still love these movies, and there's a reason for that. <laughs> so, you know. Um, so, anyways, I mean, again, that's me flying straight up my own anus on a pr- pretentious <laughs> monologue. I mean, that's
1: why you like it? That's fine. I do. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's like, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, like, I, I this is just I'm given. I, I don't get me wrong. Like, I, I have uh, I have a lot of other projects that are action oriented. I was actually just on a call today about we're putting together a casting target list for an action project that I've uh, written. And uh, here's the thing is like, uh, I've been trying to get these action movies made for like years and years. And when they do, I mean, great. That's going to be awesome. But like in the meanwhile, what are the movies that I can actually get made in the real world? And that's independent horror movies. So it's just like, you know, between movie and no movie, movie wins every time. So it's like, (laughs) well, so the idea being like, we'll keep making these, these horror movies, you know, while at the same time pursuing, I I guess, budgetarily, like the bigger ring of, you know, the action projects, but you know, it's nothing against, you know, the the rest of the genre, but you know, horror is where i find my particular love.
1: There. Do you have any um, upcoming projects you want to talk about?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Nothing I can really go into detail about because um, mm. there there is a project that we're, we're going to make in Canada and, and you know, my partners and I have been having the conversation of like, well, we've got Shadows out. What comes next? So like, I mean, obviously that one where like, I, I think after, you know, we take a bit of a breath because I mean, Shadows just came out. Just came out. Yeah. I, I, I think all of us, <clears throat> after all of us, take like a bit of a breath and we'll start like seriously leaning into like, oh, okay, wh- which is the next one where we're going to try to make. Um, and in the meanwhile, I'm on page 55 of a contained horror projects, you know, just based on an idea and a location potentially. Uh, I was just on a call today about an action project. Um, and I have like, you know, I have six or seven other projects that are kind of like in, in, you know, swirling around in the in in the orbit. So it's like, um, I I wish I could say, well, we're coming straight off these two movies and we're going directly into you know X Y Z. But it's like uh, not quite there. Uh, we have some products that are closer in orbit, others that are farther out. Um, but yeah, it's like. You know, because I, I think because you're asking this this question like a week after Shadows came out, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. it's like, well... Yeah, you're
2: still we, in recovery. We, we
0: just finished the marathon. Let me know what what the next city is going to be in. We're going to run the next marathon in. <laughs> yeah. so, but, um, I mean, obviously, like, I'd love to make Death Metal 2. Like, I'm already, like, I have, I've already got, like, 30 pages of, you know, ideas and notes and stuff together for that. Um, I generally have, a, but I I still have to like pay people on Death Metal One and fix the credits and stuff like that. I mean that movie is still like not a hundred percent done, so it's like all right, well let's let's you know really seal the lid on Death Metal before you really start talking about Death Metal Two. But um, and not to jinx it, but generally speaking, I think it would be cool to um make something in Florida uh, because that's where um, Death Metal was born as a genre. Uh, so it would be cool to like see if we could you know, just dig into that, that history of the subgenre and you know, just everything else and, you know, just get all sweaty and weird and dump fake blood on people. You know, it's like <laughs> oh, yeah. The fun stuff. <laughs> the fun stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways.
1: If people want to keep up with you, where's the best place to follow you?
0: Well, uh, Death Metal has a site, uh, deathmetalhorrormovie.com. And uh, that's where uh, there's a direct link to the movie on Tubi. And uh, I don't really post like updates there, but I am shilling that site because it's from there that I'm selling signed copies of the Blu-ray and also uh, Abba Sinister t-shirts. And uh, because, again, I put every penny that I've got in the world (laughs) into these movies, I am like, please go buy stuff and support yeah. independent horror all the music. merchandise and yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like because i you know with death Metal, I, I you guys have seen the movie so you know that there's a scene at the merch table and i i weirdly enough it was actually cost uh it made more sense to run off like a like a lot of a thousand and i you know yeah. it's been a couple of, I, I, don't, I don't remember exactly why but it's just like I mean, the more of them you make the cheaper they are per unit so like i'm just yeah let's just make a thousand. I figured that I would, like give away I gave away like a ton of them, but I still have like five hundred uh, <laughs> five hundred uh, C oh. right there. <laughs> I have five hundred Abba Sinister t-shirts and like they're technically <laughs> uh, from the because I made them for the movie and one of them is on screen. They're technically uh, movie props. But I'm, I'm trying to sell these off uh, hopefully to raise some money that I need to fix the credits and yeah. the bands right. Um, so yeah, please go, go to death metal horror And I, you know, I, I hate to be this kind of shill guy, but just like, I, I, motherfucker, I need, you know, I need to sell this stuff yeah. so I can finish death metal so I can start <laughs> raising money for death metal too. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, there's also from the shadows film, and that one is run by Sarah, so I it's far more, like, update-y because, um, you know, she's just kind of hot the ball in terms of the, uh, stuff like that. So, um, death, from the Shadows film, uh, I personally, on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, uh, Mike Kuchek, I think is my handle on that one, um, on Instagram, I'm Blast Furnace Media, which is my physical production company. Uh, There are a couple other places. I'm either it's either Mike Kuchak or Michael Kuchak, and um, War Blast Furnace Media, like one of those two. If you search, right, I'm I'm a very Googleable guy these days. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) for good or for bad. (laughs) So, like uh, Um,
2: distribution-wise, other than like hard copies, where where would this movie end up? Okay,
0: so death metal. Is currently streaming for free on Tubi, although there are commercials. Okay. And although, you know, if you wait through the Toothpaste, sk- you know, they make you watch a toothpaste commercial before you watch the movie, and that's why it's free. It, when you do that, it puts a dollar in the pocket. So please watch the toothpaste commercial because again, we have to finish this movie. Yeah. The money. <laughs> What don't don't turn up your, your nose at the toothpaste commercial? It's it's for the greater good of independent horror filmmaking and me. And uh, I've actually just been informed by my distributor Bayview that uh, it's been picked up uh, for Screenbox. So we will soon be up on Screenbox. Uh, when exactly is completely up to Screenbox. But you know, if you uh, have a subscription to Screenbox and you don't want to watch the toothpaste commercial, then you know hold your horses is going to be up pretty soon, you know? Uh, and for shadows, that one is currently exclusively on voodoo, V-U-D-U, dot com. Okay. And right now it's, um, VOD. And then, you know, there's perhaps a streaming situation after that. But for right now, we're, we're focusing on the VOD. It's just like, rent it, buy it, rent it, buy it, please rent it, buy it. We need to see ROI mm-hmm. for our investors. So, um, Uh, Anyway, yeah, I I mean, if, you we're, uh, support independent horror films because this is how they're made. Absolutely. In in the year of our Lord, 2023, this is how (laughs) the sausage is is made. Um, Yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of the older models of financing have completely vanished. Um, So you're really, like, like everybody in the industry at every level is kind of re-figuring out how this whole movie thing works, you know. So um, it's not just us; it's the studios, it's everybody. So, anyways, so I'm chilling and chilling and chilling, man. Go go, Death Metal Horror Movie dot To be do do. <laughs> uh, uh, from the Shadows Film Voodoo. Uh, go watch it. Go buy stuff. Watch stuff. Buy stuff. Um, yeah, we enjoyed I, I, it, dude. I go promise. Watch it, it. It's, it's it's scary. It's gory. Um, you know, there's Death Metal and Death Metal. <laughs> If you like death metal, <laughs> there is death metal in the movie Death Metal. <laughs> Thanks to uh, my my friends and, and my good friends, I should say, uh, I should carve this out. Uh, my good friends, and Incantation, uh, because they actually just released an album, which is brutal as fuck. If you are down with death metal, go check out uh, Incantation's new album. It is ferocious. The mighty Incantation are on stage playing their song "Rights of the Locust." under the credits of Death Metal. So uh, you know if if you watch five minutes of the movie, you watch those five minutes. <laughs> 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 so anyways, yeah, that's what that's what I got going on.
1: Alright, well thank you very much, Mike. It was really fun talking to you.
0: Oh, you froze. You're frozen.
1: Oh. Uh. We'll be back. We we'll back. Are we'll we back?
0: Yes. Now you are. Good Ah
1: okay. I said uh it was really fun talking to you. Thank you, Mike, My, for coming it's a on.
0: Very sincere pleasure for having me on. Uh, I'm glad that you watched the movies. I'm glad that you enjoyed them. And um, we've got more coming up. And um, i and again. It's like you know uh, every you know uh, every opportunity that I have to be like you know get the word out. Watch it, please. Watch it. Yeah. Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> <It's, Yeah.
1: laughs> no, uh, we're happy to. Yeah, yeah, glad to help. Yeah, we try to do not big movies. Oh,
2: yeah, God. especially. Especially with all the strikes lately.
0: Well, that, that's the thing is like I I I and not to beat up on like say you know conjuring movies and whatnot they don't need you know uh, they, they don't they need, need like, a help yeah it's like they, they have, they have <laughs> yeah. an entire marketing department and it's their whole job to you know get you know Burger King cups and you know commercials during the Super Bowl and it's like all that good stuff it's just like you know uh, little movies like mine it's like it's straight up like you know just Instagram. Like, hey, I made a movie. Do you want to watch it? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but please watch it. Do you want to watch it? Here, watch it for free. Here's the link. <laughs> but uh, I I, mean, I, again, like I mean, in all honesty uh, and sincerity, but my very sincere gratitude, thank you. Thank you for having me on. And um, as I make more movies, I'll give you guys a shout and let you know when they're done and watchable. So yeah, I cool. look thank forward you. to it. All right. Take it easy, <laughs> it was guys.
1: Thanks. Bye.